Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast. It is Friday, March 25th. In this episode, we're not talking about Europe. We're not talking about anything. We're talking about CONCACAF. Okay, British friends, stick with us. We're going to talk about the USA and Mexico. This is uh, our big game. And Mike, how did you feel? It just ended. Uh, it was... Uh... It was the least attractive Mexico team I've ever seen play at Azteca. They were awful. They were so bad that like a, a third of the stadium didn't even show up. And for those that don't know, Stadio Azteca is basically the highest point in North America or like close to it. Uh, and they built a fucking stadium there. So they have the utmost advantage going there. Um, the U.S. has never won a World Cup qualifier there ever. I and yet, it, I think it actually is one of the highest – like most attended match of all time is at the Azteca. Yeah. I mean, they regularly do over a hundred thousand, but it was strange because yeah. I've never seen it not completely packed to the gills. And they yeah. showed like kind of a, a, a shot out view before the traffic game. Traffic jam. They, they cited that, that there was a huge traffic jam and the people ended up stopped going in, but still like there was a lot of people missing. It was really interesting. Um, yeah. But us looked good. Um, Goodish. Not, not clinical. Christian Pulisic, we will have some some uh, nods to European <laughs> stars in this. In yeah, this yeah, yeah. Christian would, Pulisic of Chelsea. Yeah, I would say uh, that was awful, awful finishing. <clears throat> the ball is played in. I forget who plays it in, but, I mean, on the doorstep, and he hits it right at Memo Ochoa, um, who, frankly, was probably the man of the match for me, even though I hate that fucking guy. Yeah, I, I thought – so I thought what I kept watching was sort of – U.S. If you if the U.S. didn't make mistakes, like they played out from the back and made some like full on. If you do this at any level, you lose. Oh, you're screwed. Yeah. And you know, luckily, Mexican players just literally shot the ball over bar. Chucky Lozano shot them into the stands three times. times. Yeah. Stefan, I don't think really had to make any saves. There were some good like one on one defending. I think for the U.S. in a nil nil draw, I thought. Zimmerman was probably the best player who stood out. And then there is one extra standout coming on late in the 60th minute. Gio Reyna is a fucking legend. <laughs> yeah, he's great. I mean, but I want to get to him. Before I get to him, just uninspired Raul Jimenez, kind of that spotty Tried to form. Dive. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that spotty form, we'd seen him with Wolves. Um, yeah. He's in the right areas, not anywhere close to the right finish. Chucky Lozano, yeah. you already mentioned. Um, was dangerous, but he never really, he had one shot that was really close in the, in the yeah. 80th minute or so. Um, but yeah, just nothing of nothing with teeth from Mexico, especially at home was very surprising. And, and as you mentioned, Gio Reyna comes on the 60th minute, which is great. Uh, we hadn't seen him, I think since the last time we beat Mexico in the nation's league over the summer. He's so good. He's, he's incredible. And and the thing is that he basically started to make like a FIFA uh, mixtape video in the midfield. He went around like six Mexican players, and uh, not like he went through them because he ran through them. He he, he dusted them. them. Yeah, he, yeah, he went, them. took them on and went past them. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Uh, he ends up putting a ball in to number seventeen. I'm forgetting he came off the bench. Oh, um, prefork. Yeah, prefork. And I just what I wasn't fuck? sure how he physically missed it the way he did. Again, similar to where Pulisic was, dead center in front of the net, uh, and he off shanked balance, it. He kind of falls over. Yeah, but he, so that makes sense because he would be shanking it like this and, and wide to the right of the net, which was the far what, side. What I, th- what, I don't what it understand looked like that. to me was that he was 
trying to pass it back to Reyna. Yeah, I don't. That's yeah. how bad the shot was, and I think that's what Reyna thought. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, yeah, just put, <laughs> he's put just, this home, he, please. You know, listen, it wasn't a. Uh, uh, Erling Holland, that's for sure, right? He's like used no. to passing the ball to Erling Allen. He's like, oh, this guy will finish this. This will be fine. I do this yeah. all the time. And meanwhile, in in Not the so other um, game of substance in the top of CONCACAF, Canada goes down to yes. 10 men yes. uh, thanks to two red cards early Oof. from – what was this guy's name? Uh, from Mark Anthony K. Never in the 15th, 34th minute, he gets sent off. That's great for people who bet on Canada. Hi, everybody. Oh, um, oh sorry, brother. Oh, that's okay. I'm making more than enough of it on hockey right now. Um, Celso <laughs> Borges puts, uh, puts Costa Rica up right before halftime. They hang on for the win. So our current table is still Canada up top with 25 points, 13 goal difference. Uh, the U.S. and Mexico still tied at 22. And here come the Costa Ricans at 19 points. And, and fourth place, and it's all to play for still. The U.S. goes comes home. They're actually playing in Orlando against Panama on Sunday. Uh, I'm, I'm not going. Uh, tickets are $225, and I was like, the U.S. No. is not worth $2. Uh, so, no, it's um, no, no, it's really? embarrassing. Right. That's right. U.S. men's national teams. So, uh, dear English and European friends, one of the things you don't know about American soccer is – our biggest club team by far and the reason aside from the premier league soccer is big here are two pillars of football the u.s men's national team and the u.s women's national team like we might be the only country in the world where the women actually deserve more money because they actually win the only one the absolute (laughs) only one right so our famous players are hold your nose miss rapino carrie lloyd (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> and so they're famous on that side. And then the men's team has really been the entry for a lot of people into football. Our World Cup in 90 becomes the MLS. And MLS basically almost fails in the first 10 years till we kind of go down to eight, go up to 10. Beckham comes in 2000, I guess, eight or nine. I don't know when the fuck it was. And we kind of have been growing as a Ponzi scheme since. Like, basically, the league grows based on people buying teams. Expansion <laughs> fees. Yeah. Right and now so it's Beckham again, by the way. Yeah, you guys don't understand this expansion fees. Think of uh, your football teams as McDonald's. And they find a cool place, and it's all about location, location, location. If you can prove that your team, <laughs> uh, like if you have a McDonald's or McDowell's, then they'll let you buy in after you've developed a fan base. Like some teams, like for instance, Orlando had a big team uh, that did really well on their own. And then they got the, they got the privilege of spending $300 million to be in the league, to get a slice of the TV money that doesn't exist. Yep. <laughs> so we have a weird, our model here is good for owners, bad for fans. It's li- very- Well, the fans, well, the, uh, listen- if you want to say that that's the worst part about MLS for fans, I got another thing coming for you because the product on the field is worse. Uh, for well, fans. But 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 that's the reason the product is bad is because it's not competitive. It's not well, yeah, it's not competitive because the way that it is it is run effectively is going wider, not higher, uh, and you're basically right. creating parity in a league that has very little to no skill to begin with. So rather than having twelve teams where you actually have parsed out whatever talent you do have effectively now we're gonna have 30. you now have 28 to 30 yeah so it's uh it's awfully silly but yeah, anyway, um 
But but that's the sort of basis that actually the U.S. and Mexico live in. They're the two best teams in the region. But I think, wait, I having, think the, the tangent than, you were going down was that the ticket sales, right? Because the tickets oh, right, are, so, are so expensive. Right, you sorry, don't have right. that over there, right? It's it's right. hard and fast. Um, these this is the ticket sales. These are the resales. You can't. It's in fact it's illegal, as you, the listener, know. Um, over here, it is literally there's no there's no cap. Now imagine. Right. In fact, no Tottenham is actually a great Tottenham's a great parallel for this because from what I understand, they have one of the most expensive season tickets in the country. Granted, they're in London, whatever, blah, 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 new stadium. But the product on the field is certainly not befitting of what they charge uh, relative to other clubs. Now, find the U.S. men's national team. Now, I, I'm talking about secondary retailers, right? So scalpers, if you will, that have been legalized in big business here in the U.S. But even the um, – the, uh, the face value price was like $150 in a small yeah. stadium. I've been there. It's, it's nice. It's a good place to see a game, but my goodness gracious on a Sunday Sorry, afternoon. What I was trying um, to jump up out of was um, that the U S men's national team is used to fund everything. So we charge an arm and a leg. It's like, this yes. almost, like fake charity. Like, Oh, come see the U S men's national team in a city near Mexico. So we can make a lot of money. Have no Americans right. There. Right. And, and uh, yeah, <laughs> very rarely do you have a true home game in the U S there's a few places. Um, I think that they'll do a good job in Orlando just because uh, there's so few seats um yeah. relative to like a football stadium or like and it's not uh, it's not it's latin but it's not mexican no right anyway right. The and, game and there's is, a lot on the line for the u.s yeah so. the game itself our friends in canada had a hard time but they're clear we're excited to see them in we've got this mexico game i would say i, I have another comment on it in a positive sense it was a really professional performance i thought it was strong sure. from the u.s it was not aside from those little errors i would say there was good control, especially down the last 10 minutes when Burhalter sort of was like, okay, we're not winning this game, but we're definitely not going to fucking lose it. Brings on the extra defender. And it was tight and it was clean. And even though I did see guys get sucked into the ball, I'm like, you're playing with fucking five at the back. Why are you going over there? Stay here. And then you see the Mexican guy just run into the space like, you fucking guys. But uh, I think the bigger story is Mexico's bad. Like you said, yeah. they're just, it's a, I looked this up. They don't and even have, they don't even have players in Europe anymore. Like there's, well, are, they've got they've, Jimenez and, and Lozano. Does, no, but compared Lozano to, I looked it up in the Premier League. In the European, sorry, in the top five clubs, there's more Americans in the top five clubs than there are Mexicans. Right, right. Top right. five leagues, excuse me. So, well, I mean, and almost two to one. I think the U.S. is now in the top ten of countries in terms of uh, groups. I'm going to look it up right now. But I, I, th I found that interesting and shocking like we in the u.s have talked about this a lot but you know in terms of international like uh sorry yeah in terms of who's what and makes up the five leagues i think mexico might be ahead in minutes but not in players so i'm going to look at this uh in the top five leagues it's spain france italy germany england now granted they are the top five leagues but uh it does sort of say you know, uh, Spain, England only has 277 players and Spain has 517. Uh, I think Spain has a lot of them uh, outside the world. And then Brazil, which doesn't even have a country in the top five leagues, <laughs> has 106 yeah. players. So, but as you go down, the United States is number 22 with 29 players in the sure. top five leagues for 21,000 minutes. So Brooks, John Scally, Busio, Sargent, although Sargent is fucking 
Reina, um, McKinney, McKinney Dest. I mean, Dest is a big deal. Dest. And a couple gold covers. But you don't find Mexico until, uh, let's see, Mexico. Uh-oh. Why can't I write Mexico? Oh, where is it? Oh, Mexico's number 43. There's only 10 players. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's yeah. nothing. No, I know. And and it's, and it bears out because there really is not a lot of impressive um, talent in that side. It just it's it's limp. Is the and way it's I the same group. It. It's 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 Jimenez. It is. It's Arejo. It's Vasquez. It's Chucky Lozano, Gordado, Herrera, Corona, Macias. I mean, I don't even know who some of these guys are in the back end. I mean, this is a country of 150 million people. There's only 10 players in the top five leagues. To and give you a sense it. of who's around them, it's Slovenia, Tunisia, and Kosovo. Do you know what I mean? Like Kosovo. Kosovo. Let's <laughs> the, fucking the place now, that Bush Mexico's invaded. far away. I get it. And there's probably rules and whatever, but like Japan has more players than Mexico does. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's bad. Well, here's some good news for the Mexicans because they, they have two games left. They have Honduras away and they have uh, El Salvador. Uh, so I think that they'll be fine. Um, Mexico and El Salvador at home, which is going to be obviously at Azteca. So they sit in third with 22 points. Effectively, you can say that the line now comfortably is 24. So one more win gets either the U.S. or Mexico in. However, you know, Panama at home and Costa Rica on the road is not an easy uh, draw for the U.S. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Canada's home and host. They're They're fine. No, I know. Canada's home and host. And this is, by the way, this is going off of what you could still be in um, the – you don't the fourth want spot you don't in the want playoff because I think you're going against Peru. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, point being that um, that's the the line. Twenty four is to get to. Uh, to we get to we, that, we so. do have to talk about uh, goings on in UEFA land. Yes, we certainly do because there was some interesting things going on <laughs> over there as well. So first it. things first. Uh, it, this was playoffs. These were second place teams within all the groups. So a lot of teams have already made it. I honestly think that of the whatever, I think it's like 137 teams make the World Cup. There's only like five spots left up. Uh, and one of them and two of them, I think, are in England, in Europe. So we had Sweden and Poland. Sorry, not Sweden and Poland. We had, excuse me, Russia and Poland canceled. Poland advance. Russia's out. And then Scotland and Ukraine is currently postponed. Uh, but... We had Sweden go through on a uh, go to the next round on a last minute winner against the Czech Republic. They will face Poland. That's a really evenly matched, and this is to go to the World Cup. And then Portugal defeats Turkey pretty easily. It was a fight. Uh, Turkey's weirdly good, then weirdly bad. I can't make heads or tails of them. But it, we were all waiting for this showdown of Italy versus Portugal. One of them wasn't going to go to the World Cup, but North Macedonia defeats <laughs> Italy. North Macedonia. Not yep. South Macedonia. Not prime time Macedonia. With, with an injury North time. Macedonia. With an injury time, Alexander Drakovsky goal in the 92nd minute yeah. to break Italian hearts, not just for the first time, for the Again. second consecutive World Cup. The Italians, I want to repeat that, will not be competing in the World Cup and they will have to wait until 2026. And the last time they were there was 2014. Holy yeah. shit. But look, even crazier. They're European champions. Within yeah. the last 18 months, they were on some 
they had like in 2021, in 2020, they were on a 15-game winning streak. It literally, they won the Euros and collapsed, <laughs> right? They yep. were on the up. I mean, they were the best, most exciting team in the Euros. We saw a narrative-changing Italian team where you're like, what is this version of Italy? Right. Because this is fun. Like, they're attacking. They're going at people. And even within the context of this game, they put 30 shots on goal. Now, the keeper did – you would have thought he stood on his head. He did not. These were shots that got blocked, shots that went over the bar, shots that were kicked right into the keeper's chest. They dominated the game but did not finish. It felt like – as I was watching, I was like, this is what it feels like when Manchester City blows games like they did against Crystal Palace. I was like, oh, God, this is exactly what it feels like. You know you don't have a striker. You know you don't have someone you trust. There are guys that are good for their club, like Chire Mobile is book it, 20 goals a season, even set the record for goals in Serie A three years ago. There were 15 penalties, don't tell anybody. Um, but uh, these guys, when they get to the international level, they just can't score. They took shot after shot after shot. Berardi took eight shots, Immobile seven. I mean, these guys were peppering the goal and just couldn't get anything through. And it is a it is a shock. I mean, it, it's a Roberto Mancini, former city, so city's all over the place in this thing. He's just gonna he's gonna just be like, I can't believe it, and then he's gonna go, Why don't I have Mario Balotelli? <laughs> bring it back to city again because you know what you know who's a sick fuck who doesn't care mario balotelli would have scored that goddamn goal <laughs> oh you're on mute i can't hear you mike so we have three spots left uh for the world cup in out of your uefa and then i have a question for you Laurent. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be poland and sweden in four days uh-huh. um Wales and Scotland, we don't know. That's going to be um, that's going to be taken up, and we'll talk about Wales in a moment. That's going to oh be sometime God. in June. If and Portugal and North, North Macedonia. Macedonia. <laughs> you like Portugal for that, but what happens to the Russians because they're not allowed in? Do they have a spot where they did they give it away? Um, oh, and if no, so, they're, they're gone. Poland, Poland. It's Poland have, for it them. It was a playoff game. Poland takes that game. They get right. forfeited. Right, right, right. So okay. the war, the war shows up. What I want to see more than anything is Scotland made the World Cup. <laughs> or actually, you know what? Oh, God. It's crazy. Scotland or Wales. Whoever wins that is going to be. And hopefully it's Scott. I, 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 want, I don't care about the Ukraine story. I'm sorry. I don't. I, I just okay. I'm not participating. But um, <laughs> I think because if we can get Scotland at least one more game against the, the fighting the fight Bales oh, uh, from Wales, that would be must see television right yeah, so well i mean that's that's blood for you that's you know that's yeah. the crown that's like yeah. by the way anyone ever think why england gets to have the uk gets to have four teams <laughs> no other country has that yep uh it was a deal to because they didn't want to get into uefa and so the english being the patriarchal bastards that they are were like we'll join but, but... Our countries must have their own representation yeah. and meanwhile catalonia is looking at this thing going We'd like our own representation too. If they if they didn't though, if all right, here's a fun one. If 
the UK didn't have four teams. They had one team. How much Bale better Stillwood. are they? I don't think they're much better because they fight about Historically? it. Historically? You don't think that they have one, more than one World Cup in 1966? Kenny Dalglish and the Scottish team gets them something. Right. Kenny Dalglish is like Alan Hansen. These are Scottish players that are That's like what I'm saying. top, top level. Like They've those got guys, to have more than one. Right, like Scotland made the World Cup in 1986. I mean, uh, you know, Stevie Nichol plays right yeah. back. I mean, these are all-timers. Basically, yeah. the Liverpool 80s. Craig Burley. 80s, Bur Burley doesn't make the team. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that even more that even is more interesting is it opens them up to Scottish coaching. Mm. And they had good coaching, right? I mean, you could argue that the greatest all-time coaches in soccer history are Scottish. Yep. Right. So you've got, you know, things like that. So that's fascinating. Here's another good question for you. Is Gareth Bale going to be the first player? You know how players always just retire from club from from internationals. He's going to retire He's from club and just, and just be be the Welsh guy. He just yeah. shows up for Wales. I, I love I love how much he's, you know, and he addressed it in the postgame too. After two goals, the by the way. Awesome goals. Classes. Like. The funny thing is that, like, and, and let me remind you, uh, in case you've forgotten, listener, this is Gareth Bale, who has had a game-winning goal in not one, but two Champions League finals, okay? Uh -huh. And he is treated, if the fact that he is treated anything other than, like, a king and everyone in Madrid worships the ground he worked, walks on, which they don't, no, <laughs> is absurd. It's absurd. Right. I don't think he it's was their best player at the height of that. Or, no, or I know. I, I, I think player. I think the thing that that happened is there's a couple things. One is the lack of like cultural connection. Like he Completely. just never he just never jived with them. He's just like nope. Spanish. Why? I don't care. Nope. So there's that. And then I think the second piece is when Ronaldo leaves, he just doesn't. His flaw is that he doesn't become Ronaldo. Which yep. nobody can become Ronaldo, right? Sure. So Ronaldo leaves. They expect Bale to step into that space, and he can't do it, forcing them to buy Hazard, and then Hazard is a catastrophe. So they blame him for that. Does he get injured too often? Does he? Yes, probably, absolutely. Yeah, I, but you know. let me just. Okay. They needed him. They needed him. We missed yeah. talking about the Clasico. It's like they're dying for him. He's not on the bench. Like Benzema gets hurt, they don't play him. Like, I just what don't are you understand doing? how you can treat someone who's won you the biggest game in world football twice. How he, I, I, it'll never make any sense to me. But so anyway, he scores two goals today. Good, I mean, uh, good goals. Great goals. Yeah. He pushes Wales past Austria by himself, two to one. Uh, and obviously, as I mentioned, they are into the playoff round now. But uh, he taunts basically Real Madrid. With uh, his gold celebrations, amazing, and 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 then in the uh, in the press conference, there was, someone asked him, "Are you sending a message?" And he's like, "There's no message. Like it, they're not worth my time, essentially." <laughs> and I went, "Oh, just come back to North London where you're loved." You know, the real crime was that he didn't get to play in front of the fans at all last season, yeah. um, and the he would is, just get a hero's welcome. He was he was really effective. Now, were they garbage time goals? I don't know, but no, not all of like them. He was the highest was like goal scorer per ninety. Yeah, yeah. Highest yeah. goals per ninety yeah. in the Premier League last season. Yeah. Uh, and he had like twelve in limited roles. And this goes back to Jose. He was one of those guys who was and then wasn't in Jose's 
like doghouse. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't understand it. You can never try to understand shit like that. But yeah. um, when he put him out there, he got results more often than he didn't. Um, and I, I, I would welcome him back. I would love to the have thing him is, back. The thing is, is like now, if you, he would be a guy you roll out, right? Like it's like game on the line. Like you don't want him ahead. You don't want him for you don't want him starting right now. all the time. You don't want him ahead of Kulishevsky. No, not at all. You don't. And you know what? He strikes me as a guy that Conte would be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's probably fair, but um, you know, when there's names that get floated around about like like Dybala and Bale and no, players like that. No, Dybala's terrible. No, I know, but that's the thing is that like these are these are guys that you chased three or four years ago uh, to be the the that piece, and now they're accent accent players, right? They're they're depth they're players. They're luxury. They have his term for the luxury player, like luxury player. Sure, you're yeah. good, you add them in. Right, you right. you have a core that's strong, the culture right. strong. You're like, let's bring a little bail in here. Let's bring a little this exactly, and you bring those players in. So for when Kulisevsky is playing three games in a week, or Sonny gets hurt, or whatever, right. you can right. Right. you can right. move them around, and that's something that Spurs, frankly, have never ever had. Yeah, so they never had that depth. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, all these players Lorente, are available. Don't tell me about little. Lorente, you fucking. Cock. Yeah, Lorente was a luxury player, right? Okay, he scores. Yeah, but he came accident. on. He did stuff. He did do stuff. I think yeah, the he, most he, interesting he, thing that he did in that Champions League run was in so much as he did his fucking arm. No, no, it wasn't. It was the way that he disrupted games just by being an aircraft carrier, similar to Marouane Fellaini in the United years. He would uh, just, he was a midfielder, but he would just go up because he was six right, foot but they just, 14. Right, we're, we're, and that's what all the United fans would get mad about, which was hilarious. No, no, let's I know. Not, and they weren't wrong, but it was disruptive, right? And yeah. so that was the whole point is to create chaos let's, for him. Let's so. give some, let's give some, uh, some juice to Portugal. The best, most talented small country for soccer in the world, aside from Belgium, who I don't want to hear about Belgium anymore. Okay. Yeah. You, your golden generation is now bronzed. You're done. You're not winning. Okay. It happened. It's over, right? Because their defense is still Vertonghen and Aldeverald. I'm like, this isn't happening. Yeah. You guys are done. Uh, so that's that. But what I find interesting about Portugal is they still play Ronaldo and they can't not play him. And he fucks up their whole team. That team is so good. And Ronaldo at this point holds them back. <laughs> like Jota scored goals. I mean, the Turks almost blew it. They missed a penalty. But that team is like a... Let's get them into the tournament again. Let's see where they are. But they are like on cycle number three with the same coach who looks like he's going to die. He's gray-haired, looks like a sack, a crumpled brown paper bag that's uh, that's smoking. I don't know his name. <laughs> but he's he's they're another team. So uh, the big boys will be there. What I'm hoping for in the World Cup is your Wales and your Scotlands. And the, well, one the, of them is going to go and one of them is not. So yeah. I, I, um, see, I see. I see. I don't see Poland beating Sweden. Sweden's good. Sweden's good. Ginger from Sweden is going to score the goal for for, for them to put them into the World Cup. I love Forsberg. Um, I love Itzhak. He set up the goal. It was really, really strong stuff. And let's talk a little bit about how this is officially the last time we're going to have, and they said it on the broadcast of the USA-Mexico game, but, you know, the the Poland versus Sweden, the Portugal versus Italy, which we were expecting, right? All those teams are going to be in in 2026 because it's an expanded field, a dramatically expanded field. And yeah, but it'll just push it down to the next group of people. It'll be it, Macedonia. It'll be, yeah. That's not, look, in so much as Macedonia were the party poopers in, in Euro and they were, they I forget who they beat, but, um, you know, they were the, the crazy upset, which was fun. They beat Germany. For they? a day. Oh, they, that's right. Thank yeah. you. Um, 
all of the games are going to be like that. Now, like, like I shouldn't say all the games are going to be like that, but that's going to be the focus. Think of it like we're watching the relegation race, right? We're, we're going from the top four race to the relegation race. I think that's a good way to think of it mm-hmm. because you're going to be talking about the Burnleys and Watfords rather than the Tottenham's and the Arsenal's. So I, I, I mean, do I think that that's better? No, I don't No, I don't at all because you're effectively watering down the product. And additionally, look at CONCACAF, right? What we were saying tonight was that this is going to be realistically the last competitive World Cup qualifier between the U.S. and Mexico, probably ever. So <laughs> I was kind of well, sad to think about that. Well, I mean, I, I think – but great, Costa Rica versus Panama is going to be all the rage now. Fuck that, dude. No, I, I – oh, this semifinal oh. – And if you think I'm paying $150 then for a game that doesn't mean fucking anything, you're yeah. out of your bird, U.S. soccer. People will. So, yeah, I'm worthless. not – so I'm trying to figure out this um, this Wales – so Sweden's playing Poland. Okay. Who does Wales – oh, Wales plays – the winner of Ukraine, Scotland, Scotland or Ukraine. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Okay. That, that makes more sense. It's just yeah. not listed there. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake, Italy. God damn it. <laughs> what a fucking clown car. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, let's just get the UEFA who's in Belgium, Croatia, Denmark, England, France, Germany, Netherlands, Serbia, Spain, Switzerland. No weirdos there. Uh, just happen to be looking at the group and that's who's in the world cup right now. And we're yeah. waiting from Europe. Uh, and we're going to get a little bit figure, more about I can't this. figure out the rest of it. Um, we're going to get a little bit more about this over the next four days. As we said, you know, uh, um, uh, CONCACAF finishes theirs. Uh, yep. So that should solidify. And we're going to learn a little bit more about these teams. And then we're going to realize that the World Cup is almost seven months away. And you're we're all going to be really confused. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be like the it's gonna be it's gonna feel like um it's going to feel like the behind closed doors season that was bizarre and started. I hope not, but it is it is yeah. Oh I gotta we have another thing. We have to pour a little out for uh referee Mike Dean. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Who's who's leaving the Premier League after twenty two seasons? Uh I've heard him interviewed. Listen. It goes back to that funny thing we talk about. There's so little to talk about with football sometimes that we do have to talk about silly things like referees and how they act. They're part of the fabric of the show, right? There's only 10 of them. We know who they are. They all drive us insane. But I was reminded that they're actually really, really good as much as we they drive us nuts. In watching the NCAA basketball tournament and how people complain about referees in the NBA – when you watch a league lower, you really find out how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> or you watch CONCACAF and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> or, I actually thought the referee tonight was quite good, but your yeah, point yeah. is well he, taken. He, he gave a yellow card for, for diving, which was Yes, cool. I enjoyed that. Um, I always – when I think about umpires and, and poor displays of, of umpires or referees, um, my mind goes to the Little League World Series all the time because – you watch, first of all, these kids keep their composure. They're 12 years old. They're on national television. And the guy just calls a strike six inches into the next batter's box. And you're like, what the fuck? I couldn't hit that with two bats, asshole. Like, like, and so for those that don't know, it's uh, it's a 12-year-old baseball championship that ha- takes place in a small town in Pennsylvania. Um, it's very cool. And it's very cool. And it, yeah, they fill up. There's like 10, 15,000 people who come see this. There are. It would uh, like if there was a U-12 World bracket. Cup. 
of of England. Right, exactly. It's, and it's annual, right? And yeah. and uh, and there's an international side, and then there's the England side, right? So yeah. you watch teams from your hometown and 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 cities basically compete against others, and then you play the best team from Japan usually, right? So Taiwan, it is or Taiwan, right? It is interesting, um, but you get these volunteer umpires. Um, like they always um, they always brag about this, right? They're always like, oh, these guys, they're not doing it for the pay they're doing it for the love of the game I'm like well maybe maybe you should fucking pay them because they're horribly bad at yeah, their job it shouldn't matter but there are nice guys but like dude that almost hit the backstop and you called it a strike like i, yeah. I don't understand well what's listen going on I, as as a person who watches usl san diego uh games we lost uh, in in el paso this week on wednesday uh, uh let me tell you about bad refereeing <laughs> uh, i mean the thing that's nice <laughs> is like you're at the game and there's no var like i just yeah, VAR is a scourge, and like there was a moment in the Macedonia game where they were checking a handball after they scored that goal. Could you imagine if they chalked that off? I mean, it would be they would have called they would have called NATO to fucking bomb that. Them. They would have been like, we want it on NATO, and then Putin. Yeah, would yeah. Have Can you too. give us MIGs from Poland? No. Yeah. Oh, you can't. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I hate joking about war, but I don't know what else to do. You always joke about war, just not. Con- contemporary war that's your problem yeah, yeah. I, I i but i'm not like i'm not like you know dusting off my desert storm shit like i'm no, not like ooh, no. storm and norman schwarzkopf <laughs> that guy's not funny <laughs> they were too they had that shit on lockdown you need stuff to be known otherwise it's not funny yeah although abby grabby prison that's pretty funny when they made those guys dress up in like clan hoods <laughs> that's not funny either jesus <laughs> We're going off the rails. We're only 33 minutes in. I don't know That's what the it. fuck. It's All late. Right. We're tired. We're doing a short episode. We're going to get go. back at it. We're going to finish up. Mexico sucks. USA number one. Let's go France. Let's go. No, I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, that was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Slayer and the Ross Fortis. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss a show. And please write reviews. We need them. Even if need we're them. bad, even bad ones. No, don't write Especially bad ones. Only good ones. All right. Bye. If you've gotten this far, you write us a bad review. We will love you for it.